the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week. Episode 182, recorded Thursday, February 12th, 2015. Live from ISC 2015, Part 1. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I'm your host. We are live from ISE 2015. How are you kids? Uh, we're going to do this kind of like we do uh, Infocom, kind of like we did Cedia, where we uh, bring a, a cavalcade of guests in through here and get their opinions about what they've seen this week. First up is my new best friend. Uh, and my, 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 uh, my, not my crush, good lord, my wife is killing me. Uh, Kirsten <laughs> Nelson, what, before what I embarrass... What happens in Amsterdam Stadium? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> before I embarrass myself anymore. Kirsten Nelson, editor-at-large for SCN. How are you, ma'am? I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. How's your week? Oh, it's been glamorous. Yeah. I love this show. It's my favorite show. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, also with us is Aviv Ron. Hi. Uh, also my crush uh, from, <laughs> from Kramer. Uh, how are you, sir? Yeah, excellent. All right. And a last little tired at the end of the week. Oh, I'm sure. Perfect. I'm sure. Yeah, we're recording this on <laughs> Thursday, the last day of the show. Uh, and then my buddy, my pal, uh, left side of my brain, George Tucker. And you were about to say least, and in this company, I am the least, so I'm happy to be here. Not the least. Aww, <laughs> I've been that's a compliment to the others. Week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Modesty. Yes, he is. Uh, all right, so. We are in Amsterdam, uh, <laughs> Integrated Systems Europe. Um, we have not gotten, unless Miss Kirsten has weaseled out the numbers from somebody. Um, yeah, like I can strong arm anything. You could strong arm yeah. anybody. Um, <laughs> most likely the, the largest uh, AV show in the history of the world. Um, it's huge. It yeah. is huge. Um, and uh, my understanding is we're looking at between 55 and 65,000 attendees. That would, that would break last year's record. Um, so, Aviv, we'll start with you. You're the manufacturer here. Yeah. Um, you're the one who's probably been standing in roughly the same spot uh, the, the, the entire point, yes. week. <laughs> How's it felt, felt for you? Has it, has it been busy? Has it been good? Uh, it was incredible, really. I don't have enough words to describe. It was really busy and exciting and beautiful and very, very positive all around. So, mm. very, very happy with this show this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's one of the things, when, when you come to these shows, I mean, let's, let's talk specifically about, about ISE. Who is it that you want to see? Are you looking for, for the traditional end user, the, you know, the, the technology manager? Are you looking for dealers and new dealers? It's a, look, it's a, it's a best opportunity for uh, various people in our company to meet uh, the most relevant contacts for them. We have a lot of people that are in sales. They are spending a lot of time with their customers. Hmm. Very often it's integrators and resellers and distributors in various countries, um, as well as end users, particularly big institutions that send the 
AV professionals, like from the education. So we spend a lot of time with them, really giving them an in-depth tour and explanation and discussion and brainstorming about what we should do, what we have, what's new, that kind of level. We have, I have a function of business development uh, as well in the company, so I look at some other technology that can be interesting for us, maybe to work with, um, and go to the market with a more complete solution. So that's very interesting for me as well. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten, this is your first, um your first major trade show, I guess, uh, since moving over to, to at large. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> what's it? I mean, what's it been like for you? Um, not, not. Mm. I'm not asking for you know what you've been doing this week, but but. <laughs> <laughs> the, Can uh, we see your calendar? Yes. Um, is it still booked? <laughs> but did you do that? I mean, did you, or did you simply you know this is these are kind of the things I want to see, and, and you didn't yeah. have the necessarily the hard appointments. Yeah, it's a good question because I, I actually did overbook my calendar like I always do and at one point I just I stopped and I said you know I'm still doing a lot for SCN but I, I don't need to do the every half hour every 15 minutes thing so I also made sure I actually had a real lunch every day which is actually my priority at all these shows I have a, at least one lunch meeting and um, but my pace has still been pretty up there um, but I do choose who I'm gonna see a little differently now and it's kind of fun you know I, and I get to indulge a little bit in prospects, like um, people that I want to develop, cultivate new relationships with, um, because I think they might be relevant to what I'm doing next. Um, just in terms of, there may be a more peripheral company that didn't quite fit into the commercial AV installation world the way I covered it before. Um, but now they're maybe doing some of the more esoteric projects out there and I can start to cultivate new leads that way. Okay. And, and just to, to remind folks, what else are you doing uh, in addition to SCN? Oh yeah, well, yeah, so I'm SCN Editor-at-Large, and so that's still a big thing, but then I'm also launching um, an industry-based website called The Ledger. Um, it's going to be readtheledger.com. And um, I'm still, actually, it's great to be at this show for that particular reason, because I'm kind of market researching while I'm here. Um, talking to some pretty highfalutin people who are giving me ideas of what they would want to see, but they're also helping me shape what I actually want out of it myself. So once I know what I want out of it, I can make it the truly glorious thing it could be. So. Uh -huh. uh, Mr. Tucker, you, 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 you came over here with me um, for whatever reason, and uh, what, what have you seen this week that have, that's uh, either knocked your socks off or maybe surprised you? I, I've did so much. Uh, my mission here was not just to see the stuff that we know, but the, the oddball stuff, the little booths around us. Uh, there's lots of style. You know, the U.S. market tends to be a lot of utilitarian stuff. And when we get design and style, it's not quite the same thing. Even the Crestron booth has nice wood paneling behind some of the monitors and stuff like that, or the touchscreens. Uh, something else I've noticed this week, I just did a route around uh, halls 9, 10, and 11. A lot of touchscreen manufacturers up in those places still, which shocked me, or monitors with overlays. Uh, there's also a lot of uh, things like uh, there was a, a company called Vitrium uh, that does these stone and glass and handmade uh, light switches. Wow. You know, little round buttons backlit with relays on the back or just standard power, uh, things like that. Today mm -hmm. we did um, Beale Street. Mm -hmm. We did uh, their booth, and they've got this amazing knew about it but didn't know about it. The Sonic Vortex blew our socks off. Mm -hmm. Have the thing hanging off of some string <laughs> on a sign and pull the, put the base full up and the thing does not move. I mean, it pushes power out and rocks mm -hmm. your socks but doesn't move. Um, 
we talked earlier on some of the week about the LT84 from uh, Listen Technologies, which was really cool. You know, trans infrared transparent materials, mm -hmm. so people can't uh, put them on backwards or anything. Uh, and you can put them in your pocket too, yeah. and they still transmit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Changing line of sight. Uh, I was excited about, again about the AMX panels. Uh, they have a mic mixer, which I thought was really cool. That finally, was a, that was yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and AMX, so AMX has an auto mixer, right? A, a mic mixer. Oh, really? Uh, not not Harman. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not yeah. that's AMX by Harman. Yeah, but it, it's an a, It was uh, according to Joe Andrewlis, it was a product that was already in development before Harman bought them, and they just said, that eh, it's it's still a good thing. Let's, yeah. let's keep moving. It's with a it. Yeah. I also had a serious crush on the VI3000 from Soundcraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like a post-production slash recording console, LEDs, LCDs, knobs. <laughs> he's, he's a former sound engineer, so. Yeah. I like me knobs. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. And there's so. so many other things, but uh, <laughs> I have a list. I'm sure. I could go on, I could take up the entire two hours. Well, let's not. Let's not. Wow. Uh, Aviv, if from, from either from Kramer's standpoint or from your standpoint, what was your biggest, uh, what was your biggest, yeah, your biggest home, home run or the biggest hit of the week? Yeah, so we had, uh, so first of all, we introduced very significantly our whole solution approach this week, and that has been recepted very, very well, um, and very positively by all of the audiences I mentioned earlier. So um, we, there is a, the way the company evolved, and some people are still seeing uh, products and glue and things of that nature, and the scope of our, the extent of our solution to all the particular verticals. We put a lot of emphasis on that this year, and that has been accepted very, very well. A lot of surprises by the width and depth of our solution. So that mm. has been uh, very good. Uh, two other things that I would say is, uh, first of all, our collaboration solution, VIA, which yep. is its formal launch in Europe this year. We launched it uh, um, at last Infocom globally, but the European launch uh, this year is here at ISC, and we are featuring it now with iOS mirroring, and that has been accepted very, very positively with a lot of excitement. And the iOS mirroring is 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 true mirroring. You said it's not just scraping. It's true uh, off mirroring, of and you can you can truly mirror six participants on one screen. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's in addition to all the other true collaboration features uh, we are offering uh, on that. The other thing has been our control offering. And we are offering a yes. platform we call K-Touch version three. And that has been accepted very, very positively because we show in all of these solutions how we actually do have full control that is uh, unique in the sense it's all web, uh, cloud-based, it's all software, uh, it's very flexible to a uh, program and to set up and to configure, so it has a lot of advantages when it comes to how to set it up. All right. uh, I'm going to let you guys go and, and get in Paul and Mr. Neto here. Uh, Aviv, thank you so much. Thank you, George, it's been thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. Don't, don't you oh, move. I'm don't staying move. here. Oh. Yeah, stay, stay here. Because <laughs> um, I want to ask you a question. You, you have, you mentioned, you, you saw Listen, obviously, because you saw the, the uh, infrared uh, uh, stuff. What's maybe one or two things that you've seen here that people in the U.S. would be surprised at? The, the reason I'm asking is mm. one of my goals, right, was, was to um, get uh, stories from folks who produce in the European Union, um, mm. you know, manufacture here, market here, and then sell only here, right? And mm. to find out from them, you know, why? You know, why would, it, why would, they, why would they not do anything in the U.S.? Um, and found some interesting stories. You know, one mm. uh, manufacturer from Poland uh, quoted, said that it was the tariffs, right? Taxes and tariffs, okay. shipping from, from over here into the U.S. Mm -hmm. would mark their, their products up entirely too much. So is there any, anything from, from that angle that, that you found that are Eurocentric? 
Well, I think there's a lot, uh, George mentioned style, and actually that's probably why I love this show more than any other show. It is <laughs> by far the most stylish show. And I mean that in every sense. I mean, in the attendee, in the level of business that's being done here, it's, it's much less about throwing a bunch of lame marketing hype at people and enticing with more of an aesthetic approach. So um, some of the stuff I've seen that's more Eurocentric would be, there's like loudspeakers here that are, I've seen ones that were like these pendant speakers that look like chandeliers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I happened to walk by right as the guy was saying in like a, a kind of strange accent, it is a high wife acceptance factor. And I'm like, oh God. But I mean, they were pretty and I, I'm not, you know, I guess I could have been like, yeah. But um, I guess there's all these cool other speakers here too that um, one of my friends is actually um, helping to bring um, international distribution to actually. Um, there are these glass speakers that are really rad. Um, just gorgeous stuff that, um, you know, Americans would be like, oh no, it's not black and it's not ugly. Um, so I think that's what's cool, but, um, oh, oh no, we've got to go. No, <laughs> the alarm system. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't know. I think there's stuff that there's like the really advanced way of thinking here too that's about aesthetics. Um, my friends at Seventh Sense Design are always doing like these incredibly high-end projects. And um, at their booth, they're talking about some, <laughs> some uh, pretty... <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I had to throw something at Mr. Netto to get his attention. I, I messed Kirsten. <laughs> it was very much like watching a seal or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, although they're always doing really cool stuff. And when I go to their booth, I feel like I'm, I'm in the future. You know? Yeah. It's pretty rad. All right. Uh, also with us, we have Paul Zeely from AMX. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I am well. I am well. And also uh, Chris Netto, uh, AV Help Desk, and... Uh, and AV Nation. AV Nation. How's it going? Good. Good. I've well, been living with you, so... We, I, I you know, know but I, I told you that I wanted you in... in, in intimacy. Uh, and yes, intimacy indeed. We have a two-story B&B uh, in about three minutes from here, so it's very nice. <laughs> uh, AMX by Harmon. Uh, Harmon, the Harmon booth, yes. uh, the Harmon compound, as it were. Uh, you guys were busy this week, weren't you? Very busy, um, in a lot of different ways. Both, um, this is the most products we've ever introduced at ISE, as well as we're busy internally, because in a lot of cases, this is the first time um, a lot of our, our product management folks from the various companies are meeting each other. So there's a lot of we need this, we need this, you know, can I borrow a cup of audio processor um, going on in, in looking at filling out our various use cases. So, so we're spending a lot of time saying, that's a great product. We need it to do this and, and put into our line to fill out holes in various areas. So I was really impressed with how tightly the overall AMX product line and our weaknesses um, fit in with their strengths and our strengths fit in with their weaknesses, so. One of the things that we talked about to Joe and Julius about was the fact that this is the first time Harman, not AMX obviously, but Harman displayed their products with a solution in mind. Yeah. Right, so up, up until this mm. point, it's been stacks of amps and this, that, and the other, and now they took kind of AMX's approach and said, well, here's a system, right? Here's a, a board and an amplifier and speakers. Right, and part of that I think is 
the emphasis on sound reinforcement, stadiums where there are solution builders, and they're often modular. So touring sound companies have racks of amplifiers and they'll put in as many as they need and come out. Whereas we're building an overall experience and a we're building a better meeting and, and we're very concerned about things like workflows and and um, value propositions and, and assisting the client in what they're doing. Um, and they're starting to see that on the integration side. Very cool. Mr. Neto, what, uh, what have you seen that you, uh, you've been impressed with this week? <laughs> I think the buzz for, for the show in general has been anybody who's doing any sort of projector mapping. And in, 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 the, in the past, it's always been big things that were being shown come to life. Uh, you now have small, tiny little devices being projector mapped uh, and, and changed color and stuff. I mean, the, uh, the Tesla car that the Panasonic booth is, it catches a lot of attention, a lot of wow. Yeah, I was I was wondering how I was going to change the color on my Tesla in my garage, you know, from minute to minute, and and here they come with a solution set. <laughs> <laughs> how we how, how are we going to go to underneath an overpass? That well, here here is the metric system, so we got to watch out about the feet clearance and stuff like that. But yeah, I would Meter say projection clearance. projection Meter mapping clearance. is drawing a lot of crowds. 4K is 4K. I mean, I don't want to continue beating on that. But um, you know, a, a particular product. I went to a uh, super secret uh, back room over at the Panasonic booth and, and took a look at uh, a 12K, uh, excuse me, a 12,000 lumen projector up against a uh, 30,000 lumen projector. That was projector. probably secret, but you know, that's okay. That was. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Nobody listens to this anyway. No. So it, no. <laughs> but it. Well, it was it was a Panasonic and it was twelve thousand lumens. We'll leave it at that. Up against another. It was made of velvet what was and, the model and stuffed with. I have that. Hey, I, I have that information, but what? I, what? I well, can't. I mean, you know, I'm trying to just I'm trying to disguise that. You know, right. I'm trying to keep what? it a secret. You know what? Watch it be made of velvet and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very impressive. Made of velvet NDA. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Did you have to sign the NDA for that? No. Are you Thank sure God. about that? Positive. I'll oh my God! Look at that row of Japanese men with sniper yeah. rifles. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, that was those only at lawyers. Infocom a few, a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> those were lawyers. <laughs> yeah, that, um. that, that was pretty interesting stuff. Uh, you know, we've been on a mission to, to, to go after a certain particular uh, story uh, with Aviation. We, we set some goals and some storylines that we were looking for at the show, uh, things that would interest the, 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 the AV2 community. Uh, I think we have uh, found a couple of those products that uh, are, we can write about and talk about and... Um, I don't know if we want to divulge that, but yeah. I'll divulge the 12K projector. Well, one of the things that we came out here. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't make you sign an NDA. Not yet. <laughs> one of the things that we came out here I to do. I didn't any secrets. And uh, the feedback that we got after our Kickstarter and uh, the, su the supporters and stuff, uh, some of them were very vocal about, we want to know about products that we can't get. Mm -hmm. uh, you would think that's kind of odd. Um, no, it's not. We, <laughs> they want to know why we can't get them. They want to know what's out there and why they wouldn't come back here. I uh, just met with a, uh, a, a great little uh, speaker company called Ohm, uh, based out of the UK. I'm a fan of uh, British built speakers, so that's, that's neither here nor there. But they make a, uh, a commercial product that is basically handmade. It started with the cabinet, and then they started going into building the speaker on their, on their own. Uh, the gentleman, the, the, the owner, founder, builder of the speaker is here. He's in the booth. I'm trying, I'm like, man, you got to come over here and tell this story. Um, 
they don't sell in the United States. They're not distributed in the United States. Not because they don't want to be there. It's just that the, the distribution company that uh, they haven't been able to get the distribution done to go over there. Yeah. But um, it's a nice product, and you know I'm rooting for them. It's it's that the little the, the little company that could. You know. Well, I, yeah. But I mean, I actually do. So you guys know Pete Baker from RTI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know who he left to start a venture it's called the Big Corp. And it's uh, Baker International Group, and that's his whole thing. He's going to be an international rep firm, and that's exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to link uh, people who want to distribute in the U.S., and he wants to also vice versa, you know, to go uh, to branch out abroad. So I, I think he would love to hear that, you know. Yeah. I think that, um, and I think it's cool that there's someone out there that's going to try to help these companies. Yeah. Because, yeah, the infrastructure, red tape, all that stuff's terrifying. And if you have someone who's, like, done it before on a very high level, yeah. I mean, I think that's the cool thing that shows the maturity of this industry. You know, it's not a dude in his garage building these things. You know, now there's these experts that can come in and advise on, on making these people yeah. branch and, out. And, and just by virtue of where our booth is, we, we are on the, uh, I guess, the, the slightly residential side. You keep saying that, but we've got Atlona across the hall, we've got HD Base T. I mean, we're but in a weird spot. I'll give you that. It's definitely, we're definitely in that uh, transitional zone. Yeah. Um, you just go down a couple doors, and, and I'm going to see if I can bring them on. Th those glass-blown speakers blow my mind. I think they're beautiful. Uh, I did not know that people can, can do that. Uh, we have a fellow glassblower or two here in, uh, uh, at, the, uh, at, the, at the show that can look at that. You guys should do a remote, man. It is. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're works of art with the speaker attached they to are. it. And you have the ones that are done in, uh, in ceramic. I mean, these are things that, hmm. you know, are they in the and, and they sound good. You know, that's the other thing. They're not just, I mean, in, in the Christmas mm. point, you know, um, you know, big dumb Americans like big dumb black speakers. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And um, they have a high wife acceptance factor. And they yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. I mean, because that's the real barrier for yeah. the world today. Women. Yeah. Uh. Says, says the two single people. I'm just going <laughs> to that out there. Uh, Paul, I didn't know you blew glass. Not much. Um, <laughs> I... I, I know, I, that was a, a non-separate. Yeah. Casually, you know, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I... I took a glass blowing and neon class at MIT in college, and um, I just did a Groupon for a glass blowing thing, and, and I mentioned, I obviously mentioned it to Bill. Who wow. Okay, let's back up here. First of all, you took a glass blowing neon. class. Neon. Neon. In college, and that college was MIT. Yeah, actually, you were that, officially that too smart to be on the. No, program. no, that was not that, true. That, that, that was post. Oh, MG. That, that was continuing yet after college. <laughs> oh, after uh -huh. after he went to Cambridge, he went. To yeah, he went to Princeton. <laughs> he went to Princeton <laughs> and <then laughs> MIT. I, I I went to the University of Lowell, which is a, a Massachusetts a, a top-notch, undervalued engineering school. Okay. But and the alma mater of Jack Kerouac. No, I was kidding. Anyway, I don't I, think he went to I, college. I was going to say, the fact that you knew that, if that was true. Oh, he's from Lowell. He's oh, from yeah. Lowell. Yeah, and he's, he's Lowell's voice, the voice of Lowell. Yep. Right. Oh, unless if you go to Lowell, because everybody who knew him said he's, a, it, he, he's that old drunk who was used to be a good high school football player yeah. and then went bad. Yep, that's that's good. that's that's Lowell's <laughs> also <opinion> accurate. Of <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, we do have lives outside of just being. We do. That's, we do. That's not I was talking with uh, with with a, a buddy of ours from Crestron. Found out he's an incredible cook, 
um, and you know all kinds of things about him. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that bad. He, he, <laughs> he likes comics, and he went to a comic store here in Amsterdam, which apparently oh. there's an interesting comic book store here in Amsterdam. So. Don't say well, that. That's kind of in. That's kind of. I've already told Mr. Odom. That's, okay. <laughs> oh, that's where he's going to go. That's there. where we're sending him at five o'clock. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so, all right, um, Paul. I, you, I know you probably didn't get a whole lot of time. You were teaching classes, and then you were manning the booth. Oh no, I don't man booths. I'm a prima donna. If I, if you know it, what, Diva. brother? You were there this morning when I was trying to tape, I, and you I, kicked me out. No, I was I was there to pick up people to go to a meeting. Oh, okay. All no, right. I um, they put me to work if I if I go to the booth. And that's so. not, not <laughs> your stuff. No, and well, in in reality, although I am a product manager or I work for the product management group, I don't actually have a product, so I don't have anything to show or to man in the booth. What I do is I work with supporting technology. IT um, underlying pieces and and bring bring the security <laughs> IT standards and interoperability across the product lines. So at a show like this, I have an external reach. So at the show, I was talking about uh, security processes, IT security processes for AV integrators, um, because we have a big problem with AV integrators not understanding how to have the conversation and move through the security processes so they're able to to coexist on the IT networks. And then the rest of the time, I'm looking at um, partnerships, licensing technologies, underlying standards, um, and directions where we can go for interoperability. Hmm. And then meeting with consultants and, and that sort of thing. So I don't actually have a product to point at and see, say, see, see all those shiny rows of connectors. So, so did you get to see anything else? I saw lots of stuff. What was your favorite thing? Oh, I hate to I hate to say this because it probably shows how geeky I am. Um, there's you a, went to MIT. Let's start there. there, there there's <laughs> I didn't. That's not my only. It was continuing education <laughs> at I MIT. Busting your chest. Chemistry and physics classes. I actually took it. I actually took an acoustics class from Dr. Bose. No. Yeah, he was still a professor at MIT all the way up through the 80s. Wow. Um. But the th actually, the thing I was most excited about, of almost anything, is uh, this new type of fiber. There's this company, Clearline, um, and they're being wrapped in the U.S. by structured cable products, um, among others. But essentially, they've got a new process that puts a flexible cladding outside the normal cladding. So it's a, it works as a standard fiber, but you can tie it in a tight knot. It's got it's got 200 pounds worth of pull strength. And because of the flexible cladding on it, it, it can be it essentially can be stripped with your fingernail and cleaned. It's it's completely field terminatable. And mm. and for a long time I've been contending that it is easier to terminate fiber than um, properly terminate a Cat 6A or Cat 7 shielded cable. Um, not mention incredibly less expensive to test it. Um, but there is a fear factor in the AV business to use fiber rather than rather than twisted pair. Well, it's it's typically more expensive on the on the on the components ends, right? On the transmitters and receivers. It, it, it it's sometimes it's slightly more expensive, but it's not out of line more expensive. And if you're dealing with reliability or distance limitations, because um, you know Crestron was saying yesterday that their uh, that they're recommending on their 4K limit on their 4K distance uh, 
now on HD base T that they've they've lowered that number to 70 meters. So even with their HG cable, so having not put out a uh, 4K product, I can't uh, I can't particularly comment on that. But we're running into distance factors. And so, so are you going to put out a 4K product? I am sure we will. When? Watch this. We, I believe, I believe, I believe the announcement was Q3 because there was an announcement. Oh, oh, do you have to say? No, of, of this year. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you meant like of last year and I missed it. No, no, I believe, they made an announcement about 4K, um, Q3. We made decisions that were different than other people in the industry because our engineers did not feel that a, uh, uh, a 420 60 hertz 4K was an acceptable signal within within our customer set. Uh, okay. Apparently, the market thinks something else. So something else. Like so that. so it will be interesting. And a lot of their timing is based on whether or not um, we also wanted to come out with an HDMI 2 product and go all the way and not have an intermediate step because we feel that it's very likely that early adopters who are putting in HDMI 1.4 board sets are going to end up swapping those boards anyway for HDMI 2 board sets. And so we're sitting on that level of, is there a real application for 4K at this point? Are you better off future-proofing with 1.4 and updating? Or is 1.4 going to remain future-proof? And um, we felt too. And once again, we got absolutely sidelined by a marketing blitz that that, that ran us over. Um, whether or not I personally believe 4K is necessary to watch a PowerPoint on a 65-inch monitor when you're 22 feet away from it, um, the market seems to be speaking. And, and inevitably, the 4K monitor is going to come because that's just a factor of a manufacturing process. Yeah. Um, they want they want to build the biggest piece of glass with the most transistors they want on it with the highest resolution so they can cut it into as many different monitor sizes as they can. So at some point, they're going to very quickly have an 84-inch 8K piece of glass so they can cut a bunch of 1080p 21-inch monitors. And somebody's going to go, that's got 8,000 lines on it. Let's make it a monitor. <coughs> it's, a, it's already Is there. it because the market needs it? No, it's because the manufacturers can't. Yeah. And apparently, because eight is more than four, someone will buy it. Absolutely. All right, Paul <laughs> Zealy, thank you so much. Kirsten thank you. Nelson, do you have, as, as, as I let you go, I oh, know, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'll just say, do you have anything, any, any final thoughts about ISC this year? Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I don't know, I always come away from it feeling pretty good about our industry because it's kind of a, I don't know, it seems like a lot of energy, isn't it? Like, it, this really is, like, the numbers at this show are real. Yeah. You know, it's a mob scene, and people are really serious here. I really love that about it. You know, people actually want to learn things, you know, even though it's, like, a, a ridiculously fun city, too. You know, it's just, everything about it is such high caliber. And uh, I think it is a sign that, you know, we're all becoming kind of scientists about this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, instead of uh, being locked away in a room, we're kind of seeing the big picture of uh, 
how accessible, how, how to translate this and make it more accessible for the average human, you know, so. All right, well thank you so much, ma'am, again. Thank you, thanks, yeah. Kristen Nelson, uh, editor right. at large. Take the elevator down. Yeah, you don't to have to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Paul, thank you so right, much, Thank sir. you. Appreciate it. Nice to see you. All right, uh, up next is Uval. Is that right? Yuval. Yuval. Almost got it. Yuval Kramer. Um, Where's Mr. Neto? Mr. Neto's going to come on with this as well. Oh. Um, if you, if Mr. Yuval's uh, last name sounds familiar, because, uh, well, his dad owns a company, <laughs> um, Dr. Kramer. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, first thing, the, the, besides all that, um, um, you have been in charge, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, of Kramer's audio division. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. All right. Uh, are you then? Um, that's the, in charge is a big word. Okay. But, but yeah, I'm responsible for all the noise. I'm doing noise for the last 31 years, so I'm just continuing my way of doing more noise. Did you say 31 years? Yeah, um, yeah. Is that too little? Not 31 years in the company, 31 years on this planet Earth. So did you start <laughs> when you were one? <laughs> to <laughs> making noise? Yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Just <laughs> came out and started screaming. Because <laughs> I'm looking at you, brother, and you ain't... <laughs> <laughs> you're barely 30. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're sitting between two 40-year-old old dudes, so... Yeah, I, yeah, that's what happens. I don't know. All right. Yeah, that's what happens when you play so much music, you know. It just turns time away. All right. Yeah. It, uh, sor it sort of made sense that he went into the audio side. It does, it does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the music world. Yeah, I'm a professional musician, so it just kind of adds up. All right. Um, let's talk about Kramer, and then let's talk about yeah. your other interests as well, because you've got some other, uh, you've got some interesting musical uh, endeavors. Of course, of course. Uh, from the Kramer side, you guys have yeah. got speakers now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and not, not DSPs, is my understanding, but you have um, amplifiers and such. Yeah. Okay, so how did that come about? We, I've joined the company about three years ago, something like that. And the main reason I joined the company, my dad came to me and says, hey, instead of being a musician and barely making it through the month, because a musician is not a paying job, and work, whatever you do, um, playing gigs for other guys, producing a um, professional musician and producing albums, he said, come work for me, do my thing, and in the evening do your music and whatever you want to do for yourself. And after a long discussion, which is very hard to argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> Typically is your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then he became my boss. Yeah. Which is even harder to argue <laughs> with him now. Um, I joined the company as a decide from, we have a brilliant R&D department. I don't think this, someone can doubt that. These guys can do magic. Uh, if they did the VIA products and all the new video cool stuff that they do. Um, I just came to direct them towards the audio world, coming from the other side of the user, uh, the professional user of audio products, amplifiers, speakers, uh, microphones, cables, whatever comes from the ears, everything between 20 kilohertz and 20 hertz. Everything above 20 kilohertz is just pure noise for me. I have nothing to do with that. And I came from the user side to direct them to what's happening, what's in the market, what's happening, what's needed, what's missing, how can you find the weak spots of the market. This is what my dad did in 81 in the video world. He came along and said, hey, they have PAL, they have NDSC, video is dirty, generation loss, all the stuff that, that started in Kramer. He found what's missing in the market and just puts his input into the video world. I'm supposed to do that in audio um, and make the Kramer Pro AV. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, nothing. It's very easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a, a Kramer is a Pro AV company with a tiny A and a giant V. So yeah. my 
my job is to make this EA a little bigger. Right. Push it up. So yeah, so we have a line of about 30 speakers, different models, and about 20 amplifiers, and a variety of cables, of course, support that. We are dealing with new technologies. We, of course, adopted Dante at, at Infocom. We are the 150 member, and I think in ISC they announced the 20 to 200 member. Yeah. And so we are in the Dante game as well. We are going into processing, like you mentioned about the DSP. It's so something you, so that you are developing DSPs? We are, you know, we are checking. The market is going there. People get smart. Actually, you might think that people get smarter, but I think people get stupider because the device becomes smarter. Yes. You don't need to think anymore. Ask every guy that drives with a GPS. I cannot find my own living room without the GPS anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so the same thing, the device becomes more sm smarter. So I guess it would be a smart move to go with technology and, and try to be ahead. It's not news for anyone that we are a little late in the audio game. You know, we are 34 years in the video game, and audio, we came, we came with our amplifiers for about 10 years, but, but we are joining it slowly, so we are going to do that, we're going to do it correctly. You know, if you come late, come with all guns blazing, you know, don't come slowly. And, and my other favorite Judas Priest song is uh, all guns blazing, so. Well, let's let's get into that because you just said <laughs> Judas Priest, which, <laughs> um, this is why, which is why I kind of grabbed Chris over here. Um, you don't have to do this, but yeah. I would love for you to show the people watching on video <laughs> um, the the non uh, suit and tie version, the corporate of version. You. That's uh -huh. the, it's the just non -corporate, corporate Uval. <laughs> uh, and I'm not asking for anything <laughs> illicit, but you're also in a rock band. Yeah, this is what they say. Yeah, that's, what that's the same thing. The same thing. I'm standing on stage and they say, yeah, this this is my pajamas. My my work clothes usually a t-shirt with skulls on it. That will suit the there other. There we yeah. go. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. It goes up. It goes up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not you sure. Do you have two sleeves? No, just this just one. That, just this so, is so a sleeve under on, construction. On the right. yeah. A sleeve, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is a, is, a, is a giant, is a tattoo that goes from the, from the, uh, the wrist up to the shoulder. So. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not difficult to get. So how, it, so l l l let me, uh, let me say, understand this, but yeah. so you got, you've always been, like you said, you've been making noise for 31 years. Yes. Um, is that is 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 sound in general your passion, or is, is the music your passion, and the sound is is just kind of how you how you're able to channel that on a nine to five? Basis? I think I think creativity is, is the thing for okay. me. Okay. Just just create something new. I just use music to do to take my abilities to the maximum. You know, like like playing the guitar or something, uh, an instrument. You work on your technique, and the technique is just a tool for you to use. You don't want the better your technique, the less obstacles you have in your way in order to get what you want to. So it's the same with knowledge. You go to the university to learn something. The idea is when you finish, you have knowledge to create whatever you can with this knowledge. So for me, music was just my tool to create. Now I'm trying to create music and doing the audio side as well, the, the products and coming up with new ideas and trying to bring a different perspective and trying to push the limits always. And more, more than once, I already fell off the cliff but there is a net there that will bounce me up again to try new things. Yeah. Um, but at least you get into that edge and taking the fall. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. won't do that. I'm jumping. Whenever, just give me. A, I will jump off this table if you <laughs> just give me a guitar to do that. <laughs> just give him a guitar <laughs> and he'll jump off the table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need cool. to. You need to live off the edges, I guess. You, if you don't dare, you won't get anywhere. You know, for me. They, they say, I don't know who said it originally, they say Einstein, I don't believe internet quotes anymore, but, no. but <laughs> they say that if you go the, in, the, in the path that we already went through, you'll get to places that we already got to. So 
place time new to pets. Go, yeah, we are trying to do other things. Yeah, there's a there's a quote from uh, from uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln online that says, "Don't believe you you everything you read on Facebook." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Quoted you know, Abraham yeah. Lincoln. So. Um, what what is what is your life? What does Yuval's life look like in in a year or two? In a year or two. Yeah. Um, noisy. Professionally, noisy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it never it never is. No, it will never <laughs> stop. Just yesterday, I had a show here, even here. I cannot not play. Uh, in two years from now, I guess we're just getting uh, more and more deeper into those things. I still play music at uh, the evenings. I'm coming home and I'm making noise and, and come to the office and make this noise louder with bigger speakers and bigger amplifiers. And we're looking for, for, for new things. And Are you going to put a, a, a number 11 on your amps? <laughs> number 11 already been done. Nah. So you want to do a 12? <laughs> That's a new direction. That's edgy. See? Go backwards. <laughs> or a negative, a negative one. A negative oh, one. Yeah. It's so loud, we have to go into the negative zone. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. awesome. Well, Yuval, I appreciate you coming by. Oh, what a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for coming by. Thank I you. Thank you. I'm going to hop in with you, and we're going to... Yeah. Uh, we have uh, somebody else. Uh, yes. This is Chris Bundy. This is Chris Bundy. Okay. You know Chris. Sure. I know Chris. And he oh, goes bearing Chris. gifts. Good night. Now, we've all known Chris. Yeah. How via Twitter. Sir? Via Twitter. And I've we're just proving I, here. I've never met in person, but. That this gentleman does exist in real life. Mr. Bundy. What is, what is Oh, my gosh. It's a selfie stick. <laughs> Chris, Chris has been working, looking for this all week. I got I got him, and I got two, and he, he showed me a culture It's a core brand one even at that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're going to brand something, if you're going to market. You if might you're going to market, yeah. How are you? Now, if you would have slapped well. the AV selfie hashtag on it. Oh, I'd have been yeah. all over don't, that too. Don't give him any, uh, any ideas. Uh, there you go. See, AV tweeps meets uh, AV selfie. <laughs> <laughs> on a stick. On a, st on a stick. <laughs> oh, so how are you guys doing today? I, I imagine that you guys have just had a slew of people telling you about how their stuff was so amazing as they came through, right? Yeah. I know. I've been looking at all this sorts of amazing stuff. <laughs> but I do got to tell you, you just got the guy who's going to tell you about the most amazing stuff here. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. So I guess the question would be. What is it? What, what is, is it? And why is it amazing? <laughs> oh, my God. Where do you even begin? Starting with, you're obviously, with say, core you're, brands. You're core, core brands, so you have a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing about core brands is that... Uh, Can we get a bell for every product he names? Yes. Core brands. And every time, let's do, do a drinking game. <laughs> oh, well, that'd be fantastic. Now, the thing about core <laughs> brands is that we, we're broad, right? We, we've got so many different brands, iconic brands, mm -hmm. that you guys may have been hearing about for, you know... As long as I've been alive, I think. Uh, Zantec started in 1969, was yeah. it? Yeah. So, I mean, they've had a lot of history. Right now, what we've done is almost like a full refresh of those brands. So, not only are they iconic, but they're iconic and up-to-date. They're iconic and having all the cool features and bells and whistles that we should be doing right now. So, uh, starting with the Elan brand, of course, uh, this is the first time that anybody in the world, and I'm including the people in the United States, have ever seen the TP4. It's our um, newest touchscreen interface, the size of a keypad, but instead of just being a keypad, it's all the power of all our other interfaces. That's been really cool. Not available yet, but very soon you'll be seeing this. Uh, Can you say that without, uh, without, without an NDA? Can I say, oh, wait, he I thought we were it. under NDA. Okay. No, no, yeah, we are. Right. <laughs> and, and everybody out there, <laughs> you, know you guys what? are no, all was, uh, now <laughs> under NDA. Chris, every one of you. Chris signs NDAs all yeah. day long. Oh, he just doesn't I do. pay attention I just to don't know what I'm supposed to be talking about. 
We, we, we just want to clear this legally. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess my question is, and, and, and I went over to, to, to see Chris. Uh, I, I walked by, I'm like, you know, I think Chris would be here, and then I'm going to find the man behind the face. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. How many brands is there? Because I walked in, and you were on one, and it's a circle, and it's like a carousel of yes. stuff. How many brands total is there? Right now, I see. We've got the Elan. We've got Niles. We've got Speakercraft. We've got Furman. We've got uh, uh, Panamax. We've got Blue Bolt. We've got Zantech. So that's the main ones. Now we have a couple of other ones that aren't so much uh, popular here in the uh, uh, in, in internationally. I would say here in Amsterdam, but I'm gonna say all over Europe uh, because it's you know the 110 volt stuff only. But uh, it's ever expanding. Okay. Right now we're focusing here a we little go. more. You, you just you just. Uh you just hit the, uh, the the alarm button on Tim. Okay, uh -oh. so explain that to me. There, there are certain, and I understand it's 110, it's 110 in the US, it's 220 here. Yeah. Uh, different parts of Europe actually goes up to seven, seven, 720p? So thank you very seven, much. So there's a 700, uh, uh, some odd volt. Um, That's crazy. Why it is, <laughs> it is. Uh, why can't, what's, what's the difference? Is it just a totally different skew and you don't want to mess with it? No, I, I would love to say that it was just because of the power. But I mean, power at this point in age, we've, we've really figured it out. Yeah. I mean, we're firm it. Well, here's, <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing, not just you guys. Mm -hmm. So we, we came in, in here, I, the, all of this equipment that you see, yeah. I bought in the States. Uh -huh. I, I, it's still working yeah. <laughs> after being here for four days. Well, so all of you guys have kind of figured out how yeah. to make the international thing work. Well, for the most part. Now, there's a couple of other like complications to that. One of the big things is ERP compliance, right? Making sure that your products draw less than a half a watt of power when they're on standby mode. In the um. US, we, we are not nearly at that level, right? We're working on ways that we can lower our energy footprint, bring it down, but I got to say, Europe is on top of things. One watt is really hard. You, can, you cannot activate a network NIC in one watt. <laughs> you know, you have to go serial in those cases. Yeah. So, it makes it a little tricky to make sure that the same product that was easy to slap out of the United States also will meet all the compliance standards across Europe. So that's one of the things we ha tackle. Now, that said, I think we tackle it pretty well. Uh, you know, when we have an ultra matrix switch, a 16 by 16 in, uh, in input and output with 72 audio inputs and 52 audio outputs, that right there, that's really hard to make it so it just comes on with uh, after a half a watt, but we do because we're amazing. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't want to, you know. Holy. There's other people out there. I'm sure like you're good you know what? <laughs> You two belong together. He comes with his own pyrotechnics. He does. You know? hey, hey, Get the sparklers does. out. You, yeah. You know, That's usually, I <laughs> thought I'd calm it down. This is, you know, Europe is a little bit more reserved than oh the United gosh, States. Oh my gosh, are they? Yeah, yeah. No. Can I so, so a silly story, right? So we're, we're our, our whole focus here, right? You follow us on Twitter. We're trying to get like the European experience, the European AV guys. We want to know what it's like to be a woman in AV in, in, yeah. in Europe. It's not that they won't talk to us, because they're not. It's not a rude way. They're just very reserved. They don't want to be on camera. They don't. You know. It's you know that's that's that self um, uh, uh, um, aggrandizing, self-promoting sort of way seems to be something that's very uniquely. American, yeah. you know, even I go into Canada and I don't see it's the same way. You know, they're like, no, 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 no. You go ahead and talk to them. I'll just, but you invented it. No, 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 no you're go good. Ahead. We've got uh, our um, newest uh, uh, director of all of our product marketing, a gentleman who will hate that I'm saying this, by the name of Jan Conan. Uh, he is fantastic. He is a brilliant man. Every time I talk to him, I go, I used to think I was smart, um, but he is just like that. He's like, no, no pictures, no nothing like that. Uh, you. Go talk to people. I'll just keep doing what I do. Okay. Wow. You, you've been working the booth all day. I have a question. All right. Infocom, mm -hmm. Cedia, 
Yeah. People come into your booth. How many people are in there pushing buttons, trying to figure it out, break it, trying maybe? To trying to break it. Oh yeah, no, you walk out of here with spotless equipment, I'm assuming. They won't, they won't go near it. They take their the distance and... You know, it's, it's interesting about that is I see a lot of people that, you know, they just go, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a touch screen. We have these touch screens that like, you know, and they won't light touch up it. when you get close to them. And yeah, they're an they end just, user. <laughs> and their face gets close enough that it pops on and they back up real quick like, oh. That's like, amazing. You can. Yeah. Meanwhile, over in the States, it's, oh, it, yeah. can we get this to work? Yeah. Why is this not working? Because uh, you no. tapped it about 50,000 times. <laughs> we've had people, <laughs> I am not kidding you, we've had people in, in CD in the United States grab a screwdriver and start taking yeah. something off so they could see what the back of it looks like. And we're like, no, 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 no. At, at Infocom, I'm the guy who's behind the LED walls. I'm like, I, you know what, let me see this. You know, I, yeah, let me see it. I, yeah. I, I want to see it. I, I, it's a beautiful picture. It's awesome. It's got a little, all right, I've seen all that. It looks great. Can I see behind? See, the, the one thing I know about Chris, too, is Chris, like me, he's, he's, he's excited by this stuff. Oh when my. he sees a bunch of ports and inputs and outputs, he's like, all right, I want to see what's going on. So I can imagine that. I want to get experience. into your back room. I don't want to be in the front seeing the front panels. I want to yeah. see how, how, first of all, I want to see how neatly you guys are doing your wiring in the back. That's uh, the first well, thing. No, no, no. And that can't. <laughs> 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 don't listen to him. Don't look behind <laughs> the curtain. There is no Just, wires there, behind <laughs> the curtain. You did not see that. That would be my Jedi mind trick. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, right. uh, you know, uh, for me, I've noticed that looking at just even the time that I'm sitting here looking at people going around, you're not getting that 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 aggressiveness that comes out in the Americans. I would obviously scare some people at the booths when I come in. I'm like, you know what? Are these amps working? Like, how yeah. would, is this thing on? You know, I, to come in with that ball of energy to a, to a, to a, a, a European company that is not. You know, experience. To you. They, they haven't had yeah. the Chris experience. Yeah. Not I the refer, one on one. I refer to Tom Barry from Varix as a t Tasmanian devil. I mean, yeah. I, when I walk into the thing, I'm coming in spinning like a tor tornado to them. They're 100 miles an hour. I got five minutes to get in there, and yeah. I'm in a booth. And I, all I want to do is I'm here to see one product. Where is it? Yeah. In the United States, those guys are like right here. Take yeah. it, run with it, and here we go. Well, thank movies. you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Miss Bundy. We'll nice to meet you in person. He, he bought Always. a bag of goodies. We're going to be throwing yeah. stuff out. And C Bundy 711. <laughs> at C Bundy 711. I'll find you on Twitter. He's right. real. He's really, <laughs> I do he exist. is real. I do exist. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. This is the end of hour one of our ISC special. Uh, go by the website if you would, please. Avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. This has been AV Week.